Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. What is up, Jacksonville? How we doing? Leonard Fournette still doesn't have a team. Yannick Ngakwe on the Vikings. The story of the week. Are the Jags tanking? Do we still feel that way? Are they the worst franchise in sports? Those discussions are underway. The predictions are out. Connor Orr, I think it was, said 1-15 for the Jags. Join the party. That's what a lot of people think. And so uh, we'll see if they are right uh, in all of that. We'll have some Jags talk. Really a little bit more about Gardner Minshew and the mindset of this football team I wonder about. What is it? You know, I mean, they don't hear everything outside the building. They see some things outside the building, but they're also not stupid. They know that this team has been stripped down. Uh, Yet there's always a quiet confidence about a team because that's what you do. If I was going to fight you in a cage, even though I can't fight and mm-hmm. I've never been in a cage, mm-hmm. I wouldn't step in if I didn't think I gouge. maybe I could pull this thing off. I gouge. Well, yeah. Yeah, there you or go. Or kicking the marshmallows. There. <laughs> the marshmallows. That's something new. I like that. Well, we have to. We termed it the marshmallows at times because of marshmallow baseball ah, in our house. I like that. Yeah. Sounds like someone's got to get that copywritten or trademarked. <laughs> I got to get a lot of stuff copywritten, yeah, you trademarked, do. and yeah. and and into a game. Uh, Hasbro. Then now we're talking marshmallow baseball. Make it happen. Uh, but uh, I haven't played marshmallow baseball in forever. What is happening to us? Kids are back at school. That's why. One on one against Steph. And marshmallow baseball isn't that fun. It doesn't work? No. Well, hey, me and Coos have phone numbers. You know, don't be afraid to use them sometime. Yeah, you guys aren't invited. Over. <laughs> I mean, not until we light the fireplace. I got you. I got you. And it's far too hot for that right now. Oh, my gosh. So is we're, it hot? we're all good. Yeah. I got in my car today. It was 107. Yeah. Now, it's not really 107, but the car Could feel, was baking yeah, in the driveway. I bet it feels like 107 right? in that car. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty. Especially, I mean, are you rocking that black interior? What are you rocking there in that truck? No, nah, it's not a black interior. Okay. It's a lighter interior. It's a little yeah. better then, yeah. But that stuff doesn't bother me, but I get it. Yeah, yeah. My, my last one had that. Yeah. A little darker. Not black, but it was darker interior. Yeah. So it does happen. Uh, but anyway, uh, what's the confidence level of this Jags team inside? Uh, we kind of talked a little bit yesterday. Do, do the Jags think they're smarter than everybody else? Uh, are they just afraid to admit reality? Um, there's probably a little bit of that going on, uh, maybe, uh, certainly. We'll see who what wins out, uh, what is reality, and maybe they are a little smarter than everybody else. But what about the players' side of it? That's really what I want to get into. And you've played on some teams here in Jacksonville, some that had some expectation, others that had, let's face it, a lot of that Milwaukee year had a lot of hope. Like there was a lot of put into the basket of that. Now, I wouldn't say the fan base back in, in that season of 2012 was like, watch out now, the Jags are, are going to compete. And, but I do think Malarkey did, Gene Smith did, I think some oh, of the team. We, we, I mean, we had a – listen, and I always say this, like whether it was that year going into the first game of the season, again, I think it was the Titans, we actually beat them too, or if it's this year, you know, you just lost Leonard for a night, you just lost Yannick Ngakwe, you have to have blinders on. Right, where, yeah, sure, the outside media is going to be there and the distractions are going to be there. But if you're a player in that locker room, you have to have the blinders on. And, and by blinders, I mean you're a racehorse right now getting ready to run the Kentucky Derby, and you can't associate yourself with other horses. You just got to focus on the the, the the task at hand and the prize at hand. So 
while there is a lot of rumblings, there's a lot of outside, you know, minglings, let's just call it, and we're, we're leading that way as well. If you're a player in that locker room, yeah, you may see it, but you have to keep the blinders on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we're gonna get into it a little bit more. I want more on it. I want more from Minshew's point of view. It's such a big year for him. It's a big year for a lot of players, but it's a huge year for Gardner Minshew. There, there, you could say nobody else on this team has more to lose or gain than Gardner Minshew. I think that's pretty safe. Uh, maybe the coaching staff, maybe the front office will see, but, uh, from a player standpoint, it doesn't appear that anybody has more to lose or gain than Gardner Minshew. There are some guys on their final contracts, but, uh, so they have a lot in it too. And every player in the NFL has a lot in it, but I want to get into that. Uh, We'll talk about that with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Fantasy football. Mike Clay's going to join us from ESPN yeah. coming up at uh, 4.30. And so here it is. Lay it out there. Fantasy football drafts. Some have already happened. Mm-hmm. Some more will happen. I would assume this is a big weekend for fantasy football drafts. I have mine tonight. Tonight. There you go. Uh, are, are you not working or are you doing that while you're working? Don't tell my boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to go off air a little bit here. Yeah. yeah. So uh, any questions? For fantasy footballers out there, Austin will answer some. Yeah. Mike Clay will hopefully answer some. And we'll give you uh, the lowdown on fantasy football, how it shakes out. As Ty said to me, <laughs> hey, do you think uh, uh, Leonard Fournette's going to get picked up? I'm like, well, yeah, he's going to get picked up. Mm-hmm. Will he be like a feature back? I was like, oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. Ty's, we're in the same boat right now. And uh, he, I was like, why? He's like, uh, fantasy? I was like, what yeah. do you mean? You picked... Yeah, I picked him on my fantasy team. Yeah. He already had the draft. Oh, trust me. That's one of my questions from Mike Clay, man. So me and Ty are on the same wavelength right now. I appreciate it. Ty's trying to win a championship. He is. And, and I respect that out of him. He's trying like yeah. heck. So yeah. um, those questions do arise when it comes to fantasy football. NBA playoffs. Whoa, what a game last night. Mm. Well, not really. I, let's let's backtrack that. Not what a game last night. It was kind of an ugly, sloppy clunky game last night i came down I, to the wire though but obviously it was a good finish and, yeah. and, a, and a wild finish at that in the final 10 seconds 12 seconds i mean that was that was crazy that that for a second there i had was weber doing the game yeah i, I believe so Chris yeah, weber? yeah, yeah, uh, that was, yeah. I wonder what was going through his mind <laughs> i mean what are they doing call a timeout you what, talking about what or they, what? no what were they doing no, why did they run the fast break I like know. that uh, i mean listen i think it was a high percentage basket um obviously if you can go back in time hindsight's 2020 you pull the ball out and you either take the foul or you just run the clock out obviously but i think jamal murray was so excited dishes the ball off you miss the layup um jazz go back down get a really nice looking opportunity to win the game on a three-pointer just miss it goes in goes out um came down to literally inches for the Jazz to advance to the to the next round. Yeah, absolutely. It was a good uh, finish, and it was wild because if that shot does go in, I mean, holy cow, we're talking about that Nuggets play a lot more now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, listen, I get the point, right, if you can finish it off, but uh, still, that, that actually looked in real time like it was seven seconds to go in the half, mm-hmm. not seven seconds to go in game seven of the, <laughs> of the, <laughs> of the final, yeah. uh, you know, ten seconds of the actual game. So, yeah. Uh, it was pretty, uh, pretty wild. Got a game seven tonight. Uh, do any of these guys even have chances to beat the Clippers or the Lakers? Mm. How do you feel about that? Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the NBA, uh, as well. And what else we got on the docket? Is that it? That's about oh, it, huh? No, nope, we, have, nope, we got tons nope. more, man. Come on now. Yankees you know, raised. You know, I hate the Yankees. Yep. We, we've heard. Uh, hopefully Doug Marone's not listening right now. I don't care. I'll oh, tell wow. Doug Marone right here if he was right here. I you tell to his face? Oh, heck yeah. I, I see you, bro. I see you. Uh, the 
That was Bush League last night, man. Did you see the play? Did you see the oh, all yeah. the Chapman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. Yep. When they show that thing in slow mo, mm-hmm. that is close. That is that is scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not right. That's not cool. Uh, and again, somebody actually um, responded on social media when I said that's not cool, and they said, "Hey, I thought you were okay with guys getting hit and stuff." And hey, I am. Yeah. I'm fine with guys policing themselves and and getting hit, but nobody is um, along that. Those lines, if you're policing yourself, if, if pitchers police the game and, and so on and so forth, well, none of that policing in, in terms of baseball has to do with hitting a guy in the head. Never. And, yeah, and ever. Man. And especially with a guy that actually can ramp it up to 103. Wow. Um, but they all throw hard now. So nobody should ever get hit in the head, even if it was a 91-mile-an-hour fastball. Yeah. And so that is just... That's crazy. That that's too much. You go ahead, hit in the ribs, get hit in the hip, hit in the thigh, hit in the back. Even that those things are okay. That's fine. I have no problem with it. Uh, last night was taken too far, and really, what exacerbated everything, or at least what's making this a bit of a story today, is Kevin Cash was outspoken. He called the Yankees out. Not many people call the As Yankees out, but he called the Yankees out. And I also, I think the in the headline today, I put, "Are you serious? Like the Rays and the Yankees are a rivalry." You know, yeah. and and they they have actually turned it into one. It's yeah. not one that's recognized by everybody, mm-hmm. but internally, like there's a lot of yapping going on. They don't like each other. They've been outspoken about not liking each other. It reminds me of the Red Sox and Rays back in the late '90s, early 2000s, and that was like Pedro Martinez. Like there was a brawl almost every series with the Red Sox and Rays. Well, now it's the Yankees and Rays. So first of all, the question with Chapman: Does he get suspended at all? Nothing, huh? Because I mean, here's 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 my grievance against this. First of all, it throws 100. I think it was 101. That pitch was that was 101 pitch to, towards the guy's head. Okay, and what what did I talk about? I forgot who the last we talked about this before. Some other pitcher, and you could tell when he threw that ball and he came downhill. There was no oh my bad or man that that ball slipped. Like it looked like he had bad intentions. It looked like he was Kurt Cousins saying you like that, you know. So like he literally just stared at the batter. And just kind of mean bugged him a little bit. Yes, he did. So, so, so when you do that, you have bad intentions. And when you try to throw at somebody's head, man, and you literally come fractions of an inch, it seems like, from hitting them, you got to ask yourself, well, what are we doing here? So my question to you is, I mean, is Chapman going to be in trouble for this? Because he didn't show any kind of remorse whatsoever. I can see where if the ball got away from his hands, he comes out and says, dude, I'm sorry, that was my bad, and then you go back to pitching. That's not what happened here. Well, what's interesting with the history, we'll see what Major League Baseball does, because did they set a precedent with Joe Kelly and what happened with him earlier this season, where I actually thought watching that live, and I didn't see the Yankees game live, but watching this one, the live Joe Kelly game, I actually thought he just didn't have good control. Mm-hmm. Now he mouthed off, and they had their back and forth after the fact, and that helped him get suspended. But he got suspended for eight games, if you remember, and in a short season. Mm-hmm. So to your point, maybe, uh, maybe, and Chapman's already missed a lot of time. Yeah. And let's be honest here. If you're a Yankee fan, you even know this. Chapman ain't the greatest of dudes. Yeah. All right? Mm-hmm. So he's a very talented guy, but... He doesn't go on the all good guy list. Sure, uh, and that's not, I'm not saying that just because he wears a Yankee uniform. I mean, I think that's his his history will tell you that. Listen, and, and my only baseball experience is playing little league and a little bit of high school, right? And I was never a pitcher, so I don't know what goes in the mindset of pitchers. I don't know how they operate, but all I'm seeing is usually when a pitcher makes a mistake and throws at somebody, you see a little bit of remorse. And the last thing on Chapman's mind when he threw that ball after the reaction was remorse. There was not one inch of remorse from that baseball being thrown. So when that 
happens like that, and I don't know his personality, I don't know what he's like as a player off the field, but all I'm saying is when I see that as a as a casual observer, I say you're trying to do that on purpose. Yeah, and a little bit of that is that shows you the intensity of the rivalry, mm-hmm. at least, again, yeah. maybe not perceived from the outside, but uh, definitely those guys that are playing it. Uh, as always, we begin with some football. Let's talk some Jags. I want to know the mindset of this team, and Gardner Minshew, what does this set him up for? Uh, how much have they put him in a tough spot? How much will he have to overcome? How much does Fournette hurt him not being there? And my goodness, if one game can be a sample size, the Jags have made one game a sample size. The final game here in Jacksonville last year, Mm. they have put a lot of eggs into that 60-minute football game. Mm. That's got me a bit concerned that it was one game that basically has shaped the 2020 season. For the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll talk about it next. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. You're always invited on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and even Twitch. And you can also jump in on the conversation at 904-362-9901. Star Star 690. We'll begin with some football, some Jags next on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. Uh, then I said... Still looking for his fourth career sack. Austin Lane. I'm spending pretty much every single day with somebody for pretty much two years now that you know somebody. And they surprise you. <laughs> I sit here before you right now, and I am surprised. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I would imagine that some team will be interested. I don't know that it's the long line of teams that some people would necessarily think. If you go back and look at his numbers and compare them to Joe Mixon, amazingly enough, the production between the two backs is not all that far off, and they're from the same draft. And so yesterday, Joe Mixon signs a four-year, $48 million contract. Leonard Fournette gets placed on waivers and clears waivers, and now is a free agent able to sign with another team. I was told there was interest from other teams. We'll see how quickly that interest turns into a deal. That is ESPN's Adam Schefter in the morning with Jay Williams. Zubin. And Keyshawn, right here on ESPN 690, part of the new lineup in the morning, 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. Levitard and Stugatz, Greenberg as well, Max Kellerman, right into us. And Live Local Loud will follow us, including some uh, NBA play-by-play here this week as well, right here on ESPN 690. Hey, hey, you're right. Yeah, I know. You look good. over like are you going to make it. Yeah, man. I'm making sure we're all good here. Hey, listen, hey. I, I get choked up about the new lineup. I hear you, man. I, hear you. I know, right? That we've made it. It really pulls the heartstrings a little bit, right? <laughs> we made it. It really pulls on those heartstrings a little bit. So we're talking Leonard Fournette right now, Brent, right? I want you to put yourself in Leonard Fournette's shoes. Probably a little bigger shoes than you're rocking right now. Mm-hmm. Are you wearing, oh, you're Probably wearing sandals. a lot of them. Shocker, you're wearing sandals, and that's all good, though. Well, you, you are, too. They're much. just like, <laughs> I mean, they're just like, look I like I might vans. as well be. I might as well be. Yeah. Okay. My back, my, my flip-flops have more stability than Fair your vans. Fair point. I'm just, I'm just asking for a rolled ankle right now. <laughs> so with that being said, though, you're Leonard Fournette. Where would you go? Because you, you have an option. There's 31 different teams you could go to right now. Keep in mind, you're in a contract year. So carries, touchdowns, yards per carry, all those stats need to be taken into account, and obviously depth as well. So where would you want to go and tote the rock this year if you're Leonard Fournette? Because why does he do this? Why does he do this? Why do I do what? I mean, I had teased a different topic. This is a good topic for, like, another segment. Okay, I don't know, Like, there's a a flow to this thing. Hey, forgive me from flowing from Adam Schefter, talking about Leonard Fournette. He's the John Stockton. Here comes Carl Malone. I'm taking Adam Schefter's comment. I'm... 
feeding off that, and I'm going to regurgitate it to you. I'm I'm like a mother bird right now, and I'm spewing it in your mouth. Yeah, you got, so what do you got? You got doves flying and mother birds I'm, all week. I'm, I mean. I'm trying to baby bird you right now, man. I'm setting you up and, and strike three for you. Yeah, well, uh, this is why I tease stuff and don't get to it, by the yeah. way. I mean, this is what happens. <laughs> Uh, and and I get the uh, the X marks. Yeah, hosting the show sometimes. Sure you do. But okay, let's talk about it. Where do you want to go if you're Fournette? The Patriots apparently there were some rumblings about him, and I think that was validated even more today that there were some rumblings that they've had interest poked around. Chicago poked around. I think Seattle makes a lot of sense. One because they're probably not worried about anything that comes with the behind the scenes of. Fournette, but also because they could use some backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is some curiosity about other teams, but those three make some sense. Kansas City, I mean, could that make some sense mm. uh, with Williams out and opting out? Yeah, uh, I know they have uh, Edwards Alaire, but you you have that LSU combination would sure. be something. Sure, uh, you know, I think every team I've seen an article, just about every team. Are the Philadelphia Eagles interested, or should they be interested in Leonard Fournette? Are the Carolina Panthers should they be interested in Leonard Fournette along with Chris? You know, I've seen. I just feel like I've seen them all over the place. Sure. We speculated about a Houston or even a Tennessee. The Colts' backfield's pretty bit, uh, you know, pretty stacked, mm-hmm. unless, as Michael Jr. suggested, they want to run the wishbone. Yeah. So, I take those three. The teams that make more sense to me are really like. The Patriots to stack up whatever they can talent-wise on offense, okay. even though they have Sony Michelle mm-hmm. and teams like Seattle who seem to have a void and have and feel like they can it'd be a better fit because they're okay with some, if you will, misfits. And I want to be careful of that I don't want to label Fournette that way. I I still believe. It might not have been a great fit here in Jacksonville. They wore out his welcome. You know, they didn't see eye to eye with everybody. And again, I think the Jags could have explained that away like that. That doesn't mean he's a cancer in the locker room. There's a big difference mm-hmm. to me. There's a big difference. And so maybe I feel like the Seattle fit is the best. Okay. Uh, so and, and I'm not in Seattle, Seattle and I don't really know, but I think what's needed out there in Seattle and what they've had the reputation of being able to have and and have Russell Wilson with that leadership there and Pete Carroll, I think they can handle whatever comes with Leonard Fournette if there is a little something behind the scenes. I would say if I'm him, I like Seattle. Get away from all this. Go start new. If I'm Leonard Fournette, do you really want to ha- deal with the Bol- Belichick stuff? I, I said bull, kind of. I meant yeah, bill. Yeah, I mean, it sounds so familiar. I mean, it sounds like similar, doesn't it? Uh, but, uh, I, I mean, do you really want to do As a player, do you want to do Would you want to go play for Pete Carroll or, or Bill Belichick? Pete and, Carroll, next question. And, exactly. And you have Russell Wilson instead of the mystery of Cam Newton and everything else. It's not like well, you're going to join Brady. And, by the way, I'll throw another team in here. Tampa does have make some sense, too, mm. and you could see that. And so if it is just down the road to Tampa, maybe I put them at the top of my list to play with Arians and Brady. Yeah. Uh, but. I think Seattle is a close second, if not first. So, but are you worried about Seattle though with Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde now? You know, I mean, they just got Carlos Hyde. Is there too many cooks in the kitchen? I guess my question is. There might be, but I think yeah. there's a lot of cooks in everybody's kitchen at yeah. this point in the running back stable. It's sure. not like you're. I, I think right now the curiosity, and I think why there's a little bit of hesitation. If I'm Leonard, is where am I going to go get the most? carries Mm -hmm. where am i going to be the bell cow Mm -hmm. and if i'm teams it's like where do we fit him in Mm -hmm. if he needs 20 carries to get going and to get rolling yeah well can we offer him that we've got guys that we like 
it is, there's a lot of backs. There's a lot of situations that people kind of like, and they have. Uh, and then on top of that, is he a good fit, right? Have we heard some things? Or are we close? Doesn't it kind of jump into a team that is close or thinks they're close to Tampa, Seattle's? New England always thinks they're close, but yeah. that, that fits Leonard. If you're somebody who's kind of rebuilding and reloading, are you taking Leonard on given what the Jaguars just <sighs> let go, I wonder? No, probably not. And listen, if I'm Leonard Fournette, obviously I want to be part of a great culture as well. But if I'm Leonard Fournette, I also realize that I have to go to a team where I'm going to have a lot of opportunities, and I'm going to have uh, an opportunity to score touchdowns and shine. So when that second contract comes calling, either I sign with the team that I just played for or another team sees me and comes a calling. So with that being said, to me it comes down to two teams, okay? I don't have the Seahawks getting him. I don't have the Bears getting him. I think Tampa Bay makes a lot of sense from the point of, listen, you have Ronald Jones right now for – Everything that I've seen from him has been kind of a disappointing guy. You always heard the Ronald Jones hype. Unfortunately, he doesn't really deliver. Now, yeah, maybe last year a little bit, that offense revolved around Jameis Winston, evolved the receivers a little bit. But I think if you're Leonard Fournette, you go to a new scene where there's obviously expectations. I think there's going to be a lot of goal line work with a high-powered offense. I think Tampa Bay makes way too much sense. And keep in mind, the backup right now with Sean McCoy, LaShawn McCoy is by far on his back nine of his career. And it should tell you that when he was in Kansas City last year. And keep in mind, Andy Reid, big LaShawn McCoy guy. They're together in Philadelphia. Andy Reid didn't even suit him up for the Super Bowl. So that should tell you everything you need to know about LaShawn McCoy right now and just where he is as a football player. So I like Tampa Bay. The other team that I like, Brent, and you, see, you smell that, Brent? You smell that? I smell storyline. I smell a storyline. The Los Angeles Rams. Okay. You want to talk about Jalen Ramsey. You want to talk about it seems like it's Jacksonville West right now with Los Angeles Rams. My point with the Rams is, and I've been preaching this for a while now, I think they're going to change up their offense and be more of that 12 personnel, more of that power running team as opposed to this trips and all this innovative offense. I think the Rams go a little more old school with their offense this year in Sean McVay because they have the personnel to do it. And if you go a little more old school, if you run the ball a little more, you need a bow cow and you need a guy that can handle the workload. I think Leonard Fournette could be that guy. Nah, it may help because you have Jalen Ramsey there trying to preach on Leonard Fournette a little bit, man. But I'm saying from a storyline perspective, Perspective from a team right now that has Cam Akers, a very intriguing rookie, but they have Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown, two guys that, eh, let's be honest, aren't really on a lot of people's radars. To me, the Los Angeles Rams make some sense as well for Leonard Fournette. I, I feel like I read in, in one of the storylines that McVay kind of dismissed it. So oh, we're not really, okay. I, I feel like I saw okay. that, and, and I actually didn't know if that came from a, a late – um, edit or something mm-hmm. from Hard Knocks. I didn't see Hard Knocks last night, so I don't know if it I was in there. Yeah. And it was an update. I doubt it would be. I think it was just an article out of L.A. Sure. that said, uh, yeah, the Rams aren't really interested. I, th- I thought he downplayed that if, okay. um, if I read it right. Uh, and I would listen, you, you, they've kind of sold out. The Rams have to do whatever they need to do. Yeah, yeah. But they, that's got to be a cautionary tale. I mean, Ramsey and Fournette didn't yeah. work here. Yeah, I I would be cautious of that if I was front office or a coach. But you know how Sean McVay is, man. I think he feels like he's the young guy, he's the hip guy. And then you know, the 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 Patriots. It seems like you know they're all the rage right now. And I'm just gonna caution Fournette about this with the Patriots. Give me the last running back that's come out of the Patriots that got like a new contract that was like worth anything. Like maybe Legarrette Blunt, but I don't think he even got paid that much by Philadelphia. Like to me, the New England Patriots, it's always the running back by committee. 
right? And even if you have like one fumble, if you do one thing wrong on the field, Bill Belichick's got no problem replacing you with somebody else, whether it was Rex Burkhead, James White, like, and Sony Michelle as well. I just feel like once you talk about too many cooks, there's way too many cooks in that kitchen um, in, in New England, and it seems like they always get their chance to kind of cook something up a little bit, and then it's the next guy. So I'd be cautious to go to New England. Yeah, I New England's in, it just doesn't seem like a great fit. Mm. You know, I, I don't. I almost wonder if he's better, like in in let's just say Pittsburgh, mm. and. Connors now had some injury things, and do you buy a little insurance, a little one-two punch? I mean, I feel like maybe because I've seen him run so well in Pittsburgh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that I wonder he just, if he just really takes that turf for some reason. I mean, seriously. It's horrible, by the way. <laughs> it's a crappy field to play on. I don't I, know how he does it. I mean, his career has been made in Pittsburgh. I don't know yeah. why that seems like – I. But is that what Leonard Fournette is? Is he an insurance policy for a team right now, or is he the guy? Are people going? I, by the way, it, because he hasn't been picked up just yet, I'm not sure that means anything. I, I think yeah. the, I think teams are vetting him a little bit, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're asking, right? Wouldn't you think teams are saying, "What in the world?" Mm-hmm. Like they just let him go? Absolutely. I mean, he does have the same numbers as Joe Mixon, who just signed a four-year, forty-eight million dollar deal. Simple as that. This guy is not like it's not like he's if he, he's a one suspension away from being missing the entire NFL season. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no no history of that. Yeah. I mean, he's been suspended because of a, like a yeah. fight, but well, that's different. And there was that one time where the, the, the ticket thing, but that's not really a big deal to no, me. No, I mean, that's, that's not a red flag. There's no red flag like that. And yeah. if you were a team, you're like, oh, this is really risky. It's all the I'm trying to vet out. Okay, what was going on in that building? Correct. Uh, you know. Did, did Doug Marone just want rid of him? Mm-hmm. Um, the Jags obviously wanted to get rid of him. Why? Right? That yeah, is the correct. question. When a player comes available, teams need to ask why. And they're asking why right now, in my opinion, and doing some homework. The Patriots were doing some. I think Chicago's doing some, and I'm sure other teams are doing it and seeing if he's a fit. It, it's it's fascinating. It's going to be unbelievable to see where he ends up and how he does because it's a big year for Leonard. I mean, if he wants to get paid big bucks, he's going to have to produce somewhere. Uh, but I would say this if I was Fournette, if I was Fournette's agent, be like, hey, listen, there's no hurry here. Mm-hmm. Let's go pick our situation. Yeah. Someone's going to get hurt. Correct. Right? There's going to be an opening. Mm-hmm. And they're going to need you. Mm-hmm. So stay in shape. Be ready to go. Be hungry. Play with a chip on your shoulder. And we'll be ready. And, and we'll pick the spot that fits the best. Well, I mean, again, the- remember now, Leonard has a choice. Yeah. He now has a choice. He's a free agent. So it's not like he has to jump at the first opportunity. There'll be opportunities. But this is the question, Brent. Do you wait? Like, do you, do you play, I guess... I guess playing it safe would be coming out right now and saying, I want to go here, right? And then you're in a, in a running back room that's probably packed to capacity. Or do you risk it a little bit and just sit out and then wait for your opportunity to, be, to present itself to you? Like, what, what, what do you do? I would risk it a little you bit. You risk it. Yeah. Well, I mean, out. unless, yeah. uh, listen, his agents, his, his, he probably, his agents probably do this more than him, mm-hmm. but he probably already has a, a tier one of teams that say, okay, I like that. Sure. I like that. I'm going to fit there. This is a good style. This is what they have, mm-hmm. you know. And, and if that team calls or one of those four teams or six teams or whatever it is, well, then you go. If sure. not, you might wait a little longer because I can guarantee you this. Leonard Fournette is playing in 2020. He's going That's to play. For, yeah. No, I'm just saying he's going to get an opportunity to play. Yeah. Uh, people will call. Mm-hmm. 
What is it? I just I just got fields of dreams as I said that. In if my you know mind. that they will come, <laughs> if people you, no. What's what's the oh, line? People, people will call. People, people will come, Ray. People, people will come, come Ray. Yeah, yeah. Right? When I said people will call, I just got that in my mind. People will come, Ray. Oh, but oh, you better believe they will come from all over. Like, yeah, I get it. He's looking in the in the cornfield. He's visualizing it. I got you. As I said hey, that, Brett, I, I'm thinking you should that, be his agent, man. <laughs> hey, you imagine Brett Martin on the phone, Leonard. People are gonna call, man. <laughs> Just be patient. Oh, they're gonna call, Leonard. People will come, Leonard. They're gonna, they're gonna call. People and I'm will talking, come, Leo. I'm talking power running teams, Leonard. <laughs> power running teams are gonna come and knock. And it's amazing that it hit me. You right. be his agent. Yeah. Hey, how about this news? Uh, we're gonna get in some more Jag stuff here in a moment. But this news out of Georgia: quarterback Jamie Newman, grad transfer mm-hmm. from a Wake Forest, opting out of the 2020 season. Did that just change the landscape in the SEC East? Dang. Opting out of the 2020 season, says uh, uh, Seth Emerson and uh, Bruce Feldman. Uh, wow, big news from the Georgia Bulldogs, which could impact the entire SEC and uh, especially the Florida Gators, who a lot of people in the East think it's up to the Gators once again and the Dogs. And some believe that the Gators can get the Dogs yeah. uh, this year, even with Jamie Newman. But Newman was a big get for the Georgia Bulldogs Man. going into this 2020 season, opting out because of COVID-19. A big opt-out, a late opt-out. Well, not super late. We're still 26 days away from, from action. But what's going on there? Well, we'll dig into that a yeah, little yeah. bit more. Let, let me ask you. I mean, listen, and we don't know the reasons yet. You know, this this could be family related. This could be medical related. This could be just from the fact that he wants to go to the draft. Because, I mean, I think we could assume regardless he's going to the 2021 NFL draft, right? I just – and once again, I, I'm not questioning his decision. If you want to do that, by all means do it. But I have to throw this out there, though. I mean, you're coming from Wake Forest off a pretty good season. You enter Georgia where it seems like things were set up for you to succeed – Obviously, a guy with a lot to gain, I feel like, this year in the college football season, all eyes on him. Like, do you think this kind of hurts his draft stock a little bit? And I know there's more important things in draft stock. I get that. But from a draft stock perspective, does this hurt Newman's chances now just because you don't get a chance to see him thrive in a Georgia-style offense? Yeah, I think think it definitely does because this was a high-profile chance. I think this was a stock-up move to go to Georgia and increase your stock and carry the dogs Mm -hmm. or help them get to where they want to go and beat teams like Alabama and Florida and those kind of wins rather than Wake Forest. So, yeah, this is a hurt-your-stock kind of move for Jamie Newman. Now we'll see what it le- it could lead to him playing again next year. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it could yeah. lead to him going to the draft. I, I got to read more on it. I'm just seeing the headline right now. But a peculiar one at that is there something behind the scenes going on? Was he going to lose the job? Mm-hmm. You know, was was there something going on with the COVID nineteen stuff in his family uh, that made him think twice about it? Variety of reasons. Maybe we'll try to check up in Atlanta and Athens and see what's going on with the Jamie Newman situation. But that's a big story in college football right now. Could change the landscape of the 2020 college football season in the top 10. Remember, the dogs are considered the top four teams, the team to beat in the East, Mm -hmm. a team that could threaten Alabama for sure and knock on that national championship door once again. Does this change things in college football? Uh, I would say yes, at least uh, in the short term. We'll talk more about that. We'll give you the latest on it. Plus, we'll get back to the Jags and uh, Minshew's mindset. What I teased. (laughs) Goose is doing some crazy things now with the feed.
Oh, he's yeah. having some fun. He's got the computer in there. Yeah. Who knows what's happened? I feel like I'm getting an airplane. That's so many computers. Over we there. have comments, Brent. We had we had a comment section. We got a comment yeah. section. It's back. Yeah. We did that like a year ago. Yeah. It was short lived. Yeah. Careful what you say. Right. That's why it was short lived. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so someone's talking about wrestling on here. So yeah, oh, let's go and shut on. that down. Shut it, down. shut it shut down. down. Shut down. the comments down. How can down. you tell me someone wants to talk Talking wrestling? wrestling? I'm not reading every comment. You should probably read every comment. Let me. Hey, when are those wrestling comments to be talking about? You let me know about that. We'll be back on ESPN 6 9. You know, obviously we feel we feel very comfortable with with CJ. Um, you know, I think he's making strides. He's a natural athlete. He really looks smooth out there. At times, I go, "Geez, uh, Tim, our secondary coach, doesn't look like he's going very hard, but he's just so smooth." Um, so we're excited about CJ. You know, we got uh, Barku, we got Brooks, who's a veteran um, that, that's competing along with uh, Clay Brooks and Amari. So we ha- we have a lot of competition going on right there. Uh, obviously, we got a couple more days to help figure us out uh, what we're going to do back there. But uh, you know, I think they're all playing well. They all have a, a skill set. It may be different, but they do have a skill set, and we just got to be able to you know whoever we decide that we're we're keeping uh, to make sure we can put them in that position to be successful that matches their skill set. That is Todd Walsh, Jaguars defensive coordinator. He's got a young defense uh, and guys that you can get a little excited about, but it's going to be a big-time wait and see. I like the tunes. I feel like uh, if we have Kaylee on talk a little high school and what's going on, this would be a good tune to play. Can we please make is, this a weekly segment, Brent? Yeah, is this straight out of, like, uh, high school musical? Straight out of the... Uh, High school bed musical, maybe. Ah, yeah. I like that. No, yeah. it's called Slick City Rock, Leave Me Alone. <laughs> Say it again? Slick City Rock. A little, little faster this nope. time. Okay. Hey, almost got him. <laughs> Slick City Rock, Leave Me Alone. Slick it City does seem Rock. like it's out of high school musical then. Like, that uh, could be an bit. episode. A little bit. A little bit, man. <laughs> right yeah, I that's mean, like you, your parents telling you to go to bed. Hey, I, leave me alone. Just you mark know? that. If we have Kaylee on again, that little, little intro music. <laughs> don't do that to her, man. No, she's What's a, wrong with that? I, a, I don't think that's in her. I mean, listen, she's not my daughter, so I don't know. But I don't think I don't think a, a person her age, that's what they're into right now. But may, maybe I'm wrong. I'm just saying, like, like, TikTok dances and stuff. Yeah, like, like, see, like, that's more from, like, our generation of, like, it feels like Linkin Park or, you know, Good Shaw. Like, that's, like, that type of music. Like, that's kind of overblown now with teenagers. Trying to help you out. Who's, am I wrong? Am I wrong right now? The TikTok songs are all, like, EDM-esque. Thank you very much, Coos. Or rap. Or rap, yeah. Yeah. That's, no. Or really depressing, like, slow acoustic. T-Swizzle. Here's the deal. If we're going to have Kaylee on, I'm going to name the damn music she's going to come in. Okay, man. Whoa. (laughs) Because, quite frankly, I don't like that TikTok stuff, so whatever's on there. (laughs) Are you anti-TikTok? Yeah, there's a, yeah. There, 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 there's a lot of stuff on that. I, yeah. mean, I, don't, I don't I don't have an account. But like some of the I TikTok stuff assume. is fun and you get sure. it, but the stuff that comes with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not yeah. a big fan. You know? I hear you, man. I hear you. Say no more. Uh, say no more. Jamie Newman, quarterback at Georgia, not really this year, opting out. Uh, and the reports are to get ready for the 2021 draft. Yeah. So we'll see if that's the case. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. I want to get to Mitchie real quick. 
Um, Gardner Minshew, what's his mindset right now, man? I mean, you, you, we don't know how he feels about Fournette, Mm -hmm. right? So that's a tough one. I mean, he's going to come out and say, we don't really know what anybody feels really because everybody comes out and says, oh, he's great. Never late to meetings. Uh, we just thought we had better football players. And Minshew's going to answer it the politically correct way, too. It's like, hey, man, he's a good player. We like the guys we have, though. We just have to move forward. Wish the best to Leonard. That's exactly what Minshew's going to say. Mm-hmm. You can record it and uh, play for Minshew tomorrow when he talks, and that's what he'll have said. Sure. Uh, so that's what, that's what you got to say. It's though. what you got to say. Yeah. Inside, we wonder if some folks, whether it's Minshew, whether it's players, whether it's coaches that got a little hop in their step now, like, hey, you know what? Let's go. Let's go. They're going to say this about we don't have Leonard and this, but we got you. We got you. We got me. We got, you know, that's what happens. I mean, it's, it's, I don't say it's a rallying cry, but it adds a little chip because now everybody's saying they're tanking. They stink. They're going to go one and 15. Leonard's not there. Jan's not there. It just adds. Like, it's one thing. I tell you what. You know, Doug Marone can treat this more like a college football team, Mm -hmm. more like a high school football team. He's got bulletin board material for days with this team. I I don't think NFL teams operate that way very much. I mean, once in a while you can squeeze that out of something, uh, but I don't think they operate like that. Not a bunch of grown men. But this is a young football team. This is a team that just finished playing college. You're going to have more than a dozen rookies on this team Mm -hmm. and even you have a lot of second year third year guys on this team Mm -hmm. so you might be able to take a little bit of that and say look what they're saying man they think you guys stink Mm -hmm. you know and we we kind of feel like Minshew feels that way anyway he knows what people are saying it might not be hung up in the locker but it's 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 cataloged in the back of his mind it's the us versus them mentality no doubt so I, I guess I'm just trying to get in Minshew's mind here 11 days away from the season and wonder all right is he ticked off because they just took off a guy who's been so productive? Yeah. Or is he like, let's go, boys. Let's go. Yeah. This is on me. This is one more sign that this is my team, that they're going to cater things to what I like to do. Like that Indianapolis game at the end of last year. Come out of the shotgun, get rid of the football, spread it around. I'm going to use all you guys. We're not just going to hand off, man. This is going to be fun. Yeah. And can you sell that inside that room to your guys that, hey, man, this is going to be fun. Leonard was a good player. Mm-hmm. But one thing with Leonard is we had to give it to him 22 times to make that work well now we don't now we're going to give it to you four times and you six times and you three times this is better for everybody can you sell that so listen when you try to sell me that the last game of the season indianapolis colts in jacksonville jacksonville comes out plays some of their best football on offense leonard fournette's not playing and garner Minshew looks great right and 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 you see that high-powered offense what you you hoped you saw here oh what's this a red zone completion what all of a sudden, the red zone's doing well now. Like, yeah, that was a great game and a great confidence booster, not only for Gardner Minshew, but also, I think, for Jaguars fans going into this year. I mean, they, they beat the Colts fair and square, and it is what it is. But I can sit here and also say, well, if we're going to go off a one-game basis and we're going to go off the last game of the season, well, then guess what, Brent? The, the Miami Dolphins this year? Check this out. Playoffs. Playoffs this year for the Miami Dolphins. You know, yeah, you know why? Patriots. Yeah, you know why? Because they beat the Patriots. So you know what? Playoffs this year. Going to the playoffs. Hey, South Beach Gary, I see where you been, man. You, you guys are going to the playoffs this year. What are you hiding for? You should well, be South excited. South Beach Gary thinks that anyway. <laughs> That's a good point. Maybe I shouldn't invite him. Uh, but with that being said, it, I get it, man. It, it, it's the last game you put on tape, and there should be excitement. But come on. It's one game, okay? And if you want to make excuses, the, if you want to make excuses, the uh, what was that? I don't, I'm not even going to ask. If you want to make excuses, the Colts had two corners out and one starting safety out. 
So maybe they went up to 100% either. So whatever it is, though, okay? So I don't put all my stake into that one game. Here's what Gardner Minshew is probably thinking right now, or here's what he should be thinking. He's been in this situation how many times, Brent, where it's been less than ideal in the scenario that he's found himself in. Whether it was Eastern Carolina, whether it was in Alabama, whether it was going to Washington State, like every single scenario that he's been in, it hasn't been all hunky-dory. There it is, bring that word back. It hasn't been 100% to his liking. But if you want to say one of the best things Gardner Minshew can do, it's that he can adapt. And right now, he has to adapt. Now, whether or not he believes that he was better with Leonard Fournette or not with Leonard, whatever that case is, I'm here to say I think Leonard Fournette made that offense better. And if you make that offense better, you make the quarterback better. Simple as that. Now, Minshew may not agree with me. This is just my opinion. But I'm going to say this, though. I think in terms of adapting, Minshew has that gamer trait. And not every quarterback has that. Some quarterbacks need it exactly perfect. Some Some quarterbacks are so, like... You know, it has to be so perfect where if it's not, I'm going to crumble, I'm going to fall. Minshew's not like that. So I think from in terms of a confidence, in terms of a tip on his shoulder, that's all there for Minshew. But once again, if you don't have a strong running game to back up that pass game, what do you really have, in my opinion? Well, listen, Alvin Kamara, those things have been smoothed out. The Jags yeah. aren't going to jump in and grab that Alvin Kamara, day. okay? Yeah, yeah. That was fun for an hour or I two. Know. I was going to pierce my nose, too. Is there anything? <laughs> is there anything that they can pick up? Off the waiver wire after cuts are made that will that you'd feel good about? Is it just like another tight end potentially? Not going to get a star running back now, no, right? I don't think so. But is it just a, maybe it's some tight end depth? Is that it if somebody comes available? Yeah, I mean, obviously. Nothing that's going to really help wide, them, right? Yeah, wide receivers are more than set. Tight ends, it's not going to be a, a household name. And running backs, that can be a household name. So nothing. I mean, what you have right now is what you have right now. That's kind of what you're going that. with in Indianapolis, yeah. against Indianapolis. I mean, yeah. listen, you've got trade. If you want to make a trade or do things like that, you can. That's my point. Sure. But Kamara got us excited for a minute. Oh, what could that look like? I know. That really for an hour. I, I don't think there's anything else like that. Be like, whoa. That really gets, catches my attention. Not that comes to the top of my head, no. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we'll give you the latest on the Georgia quarterback situation. What's going on there, and what does it do for the landscape of college football? That's on the way. Fantasy football questions, what you got? We'll talk that, too, in the next hour on ESPN 690. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. 